yes, 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 yes! That was a goal! Striker! And another! Bing bang sticking in! Thank you and good night! Twat! That was liquid football! So back to um, post Christmas blues now. Um, starting off with the uh, the Selk, what, what I call the nice derby. Just oh, like yeah. two wholesome teams who just want to save the planet. Both voted for Brexit. You know, real wholesome stuff. <laughs> right into Bournemouth nil. Um, apparently, apparently there's their rivals. Who knows? The Selk Coast don't really matter. I know, but it's another Bournemouth loss in the trap. And as we said. This was the first nail into the coffin lid that had been put down on the previous Which, match. And I will be discussing that further in uh, exactly, yeah. as is my game of the week. Uh, <laughs> Southampton drew one all with Palace. Ingsy did an Ingsy. Um, Ingsy is still doing an Ings. Uh, just to let you know that because you have to keep that up uh, or else um, he's cursed breaks. You're even going to set up another uh, Twitter account. Is Ingsy still Ings? Yeah. Yes. I, actually, no, <laughs> I was actually thinking about this today. It's like, what would be a parody account for Danny Ings? It's like, I just realised he looks like a hyena. So it'd be like it'd be Danny Ings as dogs. It's like just find like dogs that look like Danny Ings at any point. And you know what? I think there'd be a lot of scope for that. So um, any of the Twitter farms that are listening, you soulless cunts, um, feel free to take that, and you can uh, you know give me all the free right. bet money. Yeah, all the free bet money that you get from it. Yeah, soulless bastards. Anyway, Newcastle won Everton two. The Carlo Ancelotti revolution rolls on thanks to Dominic Calvert Lewin and his massive head. In all fairness, Ancelotti has had a quite. Quite an easy run-in. A very nice run-in. It's a nice run-in. I don't think he even knows he's at Everton. I say someone has caught him to think that he's actually at Chelsea. Yeah, that's the thing. Or like, the jersey's like, the jersey's are really similar. Yeah. Like, he just believes that like, he's smoking these You know what's really annoying? Because teams. I was about to sub him in. I swapped out a Bermiang and I put in Vardy in my team. And I was like, mm, maybe I'll go Calvert-Lewin. I had the same situation. Because I had a gut feel. I was like, Calvert-Lewin, I think he's doing well. I might try him. And then I was like, oh, Rachel, you idiot. Don't do that. I, I should have thing. fucking done it. Yeah, I, I did Bardi the same thing. hasn't been playing for two weeks because his mom had a baby. And he's strained his calf as a result. Don't know why, just did. <laughs> Running down the hosp- hospital wards. You what, mate? You what? What fucking dad? What? <laughs> Jeez, imagine that, baby Vardy. Oh. Already on the blue wickets. You what, mate? <laughs> yeah, blue wicket with a little... On the top of he's going to call it like something like Kai Vardy, isn't he? Like, he's only, yeah, like, yeah something Kai. Kai, Kai yeah. 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 It's a, good, it's a good name for a baby, Neil, isn't it? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, move us with the for a, It's a good name for a fish. <laughs> Koi, you're thinking of. No, it's Koi. <laughs> Neil. Koi is a good name for a baby, though. Um, little Kipper, you know? It's, oh, yeah. stop. Anyway, Watford 3, Villa nil. Troy Deeney did a thing. When we finish this wine, you're getting bottled. <laughs> yeah, it's fair, yeah. We're not sponsored, <laughs> by the way. Um... The evening kickoff on the uh, Saturday was Norwich 2, Tottenham 2, Varshnagans that Rachel whoop, whoop. discussed in momentarily. Again, I've picked this game yes. as, as there's a story behind it. Oh, another in-laws story. Yeah. <laughs> another, uh, yeah. another little window into Rachel's personal life. If that's not the football podcast, <laughs> I, think this I don't is know the what content it is. you want. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Me on the seat. <laughs> <laughs> another window that doesn't have raw meat dripping off of it. <laughs> Subscribe for more of um, <laughs> per- yeah, uh, for more windows into our lives. We will uh, send it in the mail. Yes. Too bad nobody has thought of that. Oh, wait a minute. Mm. Somebody did. Somebody did. Yeah. Fuck it. And he's now the president. Meet <laughs> <laughs> in the mail. Tiny hands. Uh, so 
the answer to the question, when will Mas- um, Manuel Pellegrini be sacked, was answered. Woo! It was the after the Leicester game. The P45 crew came out, shot him in the back of the head, and got Handed him back in hole. Yeah, absolutely. Just dumped him in the streets of Whitechapel. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Burnley nil, Man United 2 was also a game that happened. Uh, notable for Man United actually being quite decent. And then Burnley not really being there because they were all stuffed with turkey. Because, you know, Sean Dyche, you know, he just, he's a traditionalist, you know. None of this vegan shit. Uh, Neil's game that he'll be talking about is that Arsenal's loss to Chelsea 2-1, which has ca- is causing some consternation, and rightfully so. Yeah. Um, the two other games from that week weekend that we won't be talking about is the 1-0 win for Liverpool against Wolves, Varshan against Aplenty, which we will deal with in a, in a later segment. <laughs> and Man City 2, Sheffield Neil, which was surprisingly humdrum. Not much to say about this game at all. I was hoping the overlap and centre-backs would have done one on City, but they were just kind of coasting this Christmas. They were also full. Yeah. The problem with them was that they were actually like, they were, I think they were struggling for inspiration. Like they were struggling for creativity. So today, their prayers were answered and they signed Jack Rodwell on a deal until the end of the season. It would have been better signing that dog that interrupted their training session. I think that dog is the player. Like you can tell, like that, that, that <laughs> yeah, the, the dog great that, control of the dog that ran up and pissed on a training car. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's more talent than Jack Rodwell. Yeah. Vastly more I like talent. to think that was Klopp's dog just playing mind games. And like, all they'd have to do like, is just like give him uh, the odd tin of pedigree chum. <laughs> Sorry, are we talking about Jack Rodwell or the dog here? No, Jack <laughs> Jack Rodwell, see, he's he's made Jack his money. Oh, he's gourmet, okay. Yeah, he's, he's gourmet. got his fucking Sorry. money. Okay. <laughs> We've all seen Sutherland to like <laughs> We have, and I will be talking about it more later on, Neil. <gasps> um, I'm going to start off talking about the nice derby, Brighton 2, Bournemouth nil. You were talking about um, Bournemouth and their death nil. Uh, was it against Burnley? Was it against West Ham? This is it. I think it was against Burnley, like because I think I, yeah because the, the total lack the total division because the pure lack of like oh, nah. the the lack of like the light had gone out in their eyes in the Burnley game. You could mm. just see it. Yeah, it just continued. Like this was literally somebody going up and flogging a dead horse. Yeah, you know, this is like a bunch of kids having found a dead body and running up and kicking it. You say that, but um, Brighton's first Probably goal was stick. was scored very very early on, and I was I was from a player called Jahambash, which you might not have heard of. We you've you've heard of him now. Yeah, yeah. we've heard of him now. Yeah, but before then, <laughs> he was a flop at Brighton. Yeah, like, he was a top. He had come in uh, last season for Chris Hewton, and he was actually kind of I suppose their marquee signing in a way. Yeah, he was top dollar. He was top dollar at seventeen eighteen million from Azad Alkmaar. And the reason he was so um, prominent was because he was a top scorer in the Eredivisie at the time. So he outscored the Ajax, the PSV team, Fire team. He was, everyone was looking for him. And what was even more exceptional was that he plays on the left flank. So people were automatically just looking at this, like, confusing Middle Eastern name and going, Ah, Salah. Yes, we can get him in. We can do that. And just didn't work out for him. But then he scored a goal and he immediately started crying. Because that was his so first happy. goal. Yeah. Like, he was so happy. And we never heard of him again after that but the reason I'm bringing it up is because he scored that in about the 15th minute and that was it for Bournemouth like there was just nothing there and the gas thing is like I looked at the Bournemouth team and just telling I was just thinking like I looked at the lineup and I was thinking like okay they always like Bournemouth always seem to have an injury crisis each season and they seem to come out of it and it always seems to be their midfield like they always seem to like just lose midfielders at the start of the season Lewis Cook David Brooks is their two like I say prominent creative midfielders they're both injured for most of the season. They had Wilshire. They had Wilshire for a long time as well, yeah. And Jefferson. Yeah, if you're looking to avoid injuries, <coughs> he ain't the player you're going to be signing. No. But to be fair, they signed him to try and get his fitness up. So it was a kind of a nice deal between them and Arsenal. I, I think so, anyway. Because they are nice. They are nice. They're a nice club. Yeah. They're nice. very wholesome. And Eddie Howe's a lovely man. 
He's probably going to get the He's a very good football friend. He's a very he's our football friend. <laughs> oh. Eddie, if you want to get in on get in touch with the podcast, feel free. We'd love to have you over. Probably <laughs> would. Yeah, he would. He's he, lovely. He can share our, our bottle of wine with us. You know, numerous um, bottles of wine. Numerous bottles of wine. No, um, what I saw was I was thinking, okay, maybe it's because they're injury crisis because they always have one. It's always the midfield that's the problem. So they don't didn't have Lerma, they didn't have Brooks, they didn't have Cooks, so they didn't have any creativity. But it was that wasn't the problem. It's their front line is the problem. Callum Wilson hasn't scored in three months. Yeah. Josh King hasn't scored in three months. Dominic Solanke, who, on general reminder, we got him 13 million off for him off Bournemouth Fuck. with add, add-on clauses and his sell-on clause. And a, Fuck. You're not seeing any money from any of them. So how much. many goals... Right, this isn't the status track. How many goals do you think Solanke scored in his professional career? Three. Oh, of, like including his time at Liverpool? Yes. Let me 15. One. He scored one. So I got one number right. And he's played 60 games. Fucking hell. Most of them for Bournemouth. The one goal he scored for Liverpool was his last game. Yeah, uh, he against Brighton. Last game, yeah. yeah. And this is the thing, right? The most remarkable thing about it, like, the, he is still trying to like persevere with Solanke because King and Wilson, between the two of them, aren't fit enough to, to, lead, to lead the front line. And even then, like, you look at the defenders, they're thinking like, Oh, the defenders are looking a bit old now as well. Like they're all, they've all kind of grown up against. Is Fraser still playing? Fraser's Ryan still Fraser's there. still there. Yeah, but he's he was injured for a while too. So they've they've they haven't had their best eleven all season really. Uh, like even at the start of the season, they were clicking quite well mm. because the likes of Harry Wilson had come in and was like a fucking revolution in the midfield. He's still good. He's still doing bits for them, but he's out in the right in the midfield, which isn't a natural. It isn't his natural position anymore. Since he was at Derby, Frank Lampard's Derby, I should say. He was now in the central midfield and was a fucking revolution. Yeah. Brilliant. Him and Mount were brilliant. So now he's not he's not versed now enough to be like a right winger or such for that Brighton team. So the team's all disjointed because they have to make shift and all this stuff. I didn't even look at the goalkeepers. Like Begovic, they sold that they let go to an Azerbaijani team because he wasn't up to standard. Arthur Boric is like a Legia Warsaw Ultra at the moment, so he's not up to spec. Mm-hmm. And now they have a choice between two young goalkeepers in Aaron Ramsdale or Mark Travers. And Mark Travers wants to go out on loan. So, like, I don't know how to fix that Bormer team. There's too many holes to plug. Well, I'll find it. You persevere with Travers because he's getting international games. Mm. But they're going with Ramsdale instead. Exactly, because mm. that's a, the wrong thing to do. Yeah. And that is why they're losing. And that is, why, they're, they're, <laughs> that's why they're going to get relegated. Well, actually, their keeper before then, I can't remember who it was, actually, was so bad. Like, I think... Was, did he sign him this season or something? I can't, I'll have to look up, look up the, the goalkeeper. He was horrible. <laughs> he was terrible. Bravo. Bravo. Roberto. I can't remember the keeper now, to Almunia. be honest with you. <laughs> Carry on, lads. I'm going to look this up because it's going to bug me. Right, I'm going to jump in then <gasps> with... Uh, Norwich Spurs, yeah. Norwich Spurs. Uh, so again, I'm up in a Spurs household watching this. And uh, the in-laws were... Um, Refusing to watch the match after the first few minutes because Norwich were playing so well. Um, and they went out because it was uh, Christmas time. They were off visiting people and whatever. And I, we were left babysitting. And babysitting, what I can now confirm, is a budding gun- gooner. Yay! <laughs> because as soon as Norwich scored, I obviously was happy. Yeah. Uh, the baby was also extremely happy and I have video reactions of to confirm watching it. the replays and the baby going yay <laughs> copying me could be an Irish fan though which uh, well you'd say that mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but then I was sending various videos of the baby laughing at Spurs losing um, 
But yeah, uh, how the match started off was Norwich were just brilliant. Mm. They actually started off so well. They got a goal. Um, then they got the most spectacular own goal from Spurs. <sighs> Serge Aurier, you beautiful man. He's so bad at football, it's not even fucking funny. <laughs> like how... He's generally... He, I, I look at him and I just see Jimmy Traore. It's brilliant, it's brilliant because... Because like, Alder Weireld, I think it was, got the assist for that whole Yeah, goal. it came off him and Aurier <laughs> walked in the way of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, he literally just went... It was like a FIFA glitch. It was just like, this ball, this player's trying to... Like, AI's trying to clip back in the position. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, but again, I had... Like, the baby, baby wasn't watching the football at this stage, but I... Obviously, had turned to see this glorious own goal, glorious. Yes. and the baby burst out laughing, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is!" Mm. So uh, I'm determined to get yeah. um, a baby gooner kit. Baby gooner, but also that their first words is Patrick Vieira because that's what I did to my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> sure, surely you'll be Ollie's at the wheel. Not, yeah. No, that's not uh, but yeah, no, uh, it was. What was the bar call? The VAR call, I think, we need to talk about. That was... That, match that day was, 20, we'll, I'll get to in VAR Wars. VAR was on a fucking uh, no, can mad we, one. Can't we just stick with that hilarious home goal? No, just we had to the VAR. Like, that was complete I mean, it was so It's so box. good, it was VAR. It was so good, it was borderline. Timo Kuki was not offside. No. He was not offside. Like, Even the VAR proves it. It is... I was obviously celebrating that Norwich has now scored again. Yeah. Um... The others in the other room, they'd come back from their visiting and came back for me screaming and they're like, ah, and they turned and walked out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they came back in, they're like, wait, hold on, it's still two like still 2-0, like there's no, and I was like, well, what's after happening is VAR got something wrong. And they're like, well, no, the referee got it wrong and VAR corrected. And I was like, no, mm. no, the, the VAR was wrong. So they just thought it was a typical Arsenal fan mm. not wanting Spurs to do well. And then they saw it and they went, oh, Jesus Christ, like, that's wrong. Like the lines they've been using as a kind of justification for this marginal offside horseshit. Poo- like, they, they see Pookie is onside, marginally, but they still mark it off. I don't, I don't understand the logic. It, I've been looking it, at it five times and I don't know what was, what was his cock offside. Did he have a boner? Like, what was the problem? Was there a pixel offside? What was it? Th- this um, sparked a lot of... Um, hilarious tweets about um, if this level of VAR was brought into the FAWSL would a boob being offside count as being offside? It's funny you mention that because you uh, can't score with your boob. Yeah. But you can't score with your armpit. And armpit, yeah. Here's the thing. There was another thing in the next match day was uh, the one uh, the Burnley Villa game. Wesley's goal was or Wesley's goal uh, sorry Grealish's goal was charked off because Wesley was offside because his heel was up off the ground. His heel was up off the ground, Neil. Mm-hmm. That makes you offside now mm-hmm. because you have size eleven feet. Like I can't, I can't play football anymore now because VAR will just look at my fucking hilarious sideshow bob feet and go, "No, mate, you're just illegal. You just mm-hmm. can't happen. You'll be offside all the time." No, it's ridiculous. Like, Bastards. Uh, and Neil Heskey would have a career now. Nordie, who we all know doesn't follow like sport, or, like, yes. football because he was brought up in Spurs. He's Italian, so yeah. like that would you know obviously turn you off football naturally, yeah. Um. The Jack Santini years. And also the fact that you now have to support Jose Mourinho. Yeah. Uh, so wholesome. Um, <laughs> he's the humble one. He's a humble one. No, he's not. He's the humble he's one He's absolutely not. That mask has slipped. Yeah. Um, we'll talk but, about that soon. Uh, he was looking at that and he was like, I, from what I know of the offside rule, mm-hmm. that's not offside. And then he was listening to the commentary and he was like, they're all saying it's 
so how is this allowed to stand? Why can't VAR be reviewed again? And then he just came up with, he was like, it's almost like they want VAR to fail. Oh, totally yeah, is, yeah. Uh, and that's coming from someone who's never watched a full like it's Like, they've got so much wrong in this match day in particular, it's we, not even funny. And like I said, we were at the World Cup, the Women's World Cup, where yeah. VAR had its fucking... Oh, I can't like, tell which was worse now. Was the Women's World Cup VAR was bad? Uh, uh, like I said, or was my, my Twitter one? has um, kind of come up with a load of these tweets where it's like, that decision is worse than Scotland versus Argentina, mm. which is, I was at that match, and yeah. I, that was seethingly wrong. But, it, it's like, like that, it's like they've set out to have a fall, and like, even the way that they have the, if the VAR referee is a junior referee to the referee on the pitch, they can't overrule. Yes. Like, that defeats the fucking purpose. It's a pitch site not using the monitors either. The monitors are there. Mm. They're instructed not to use them. There is a fucking guy there, security guy yeah. there, to, to make sure that no one vandalises the unused fucking monitor. It's such bollocks. It's complete horseshit. And you know what this is? I said this to you at the time. That goal, that disallowed goal is going to relegate Norwich. Yeah. And it will ne- relegate them because like, this is their opportunity. And then you got Kane's fucking penalty, which he went over easier than Mendy versus Traore. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he played for that, like... And that's why I, I was like, look, I can understand there's contact in the box. Your man didn't get the ball. Mm. Yeah, grand. But there's no way that that would be a foul outside of the box. If VAR hadn't intervened and said, yeah, there's contact. Like, the question put to VAR is, is there contact? Yes. That should not necessarily, uh, is it a foul? Yeah. yeah. And that's, uh, like, in rugby, right? If, mm. if rugby, the referee is like, is that a try? Mm-hmm would be the question or is there uh, the question can be in the lead up to that try because he's there said yes that is a try is there anything that can override the decision so like was the ball passed forward mm-hmm. was the, the foot out into touch he can ask a question so that the video assistant ref can look at specific details about the incident that is being mm. checked yeah while that's happening that can be broadcast onto the stadium either tannoy yeah or uh, into the stadium uh, monitors. Yes. And that, again, is another thing that like people who are at the matches haven't a clue what's going on. Yeah, especially at, uh, especially at Anfield because we had two VAR calls ourselves in the Wolves game, which was, which was the Lallana handball that wasn't, and then the Neto goal that was talked off for offside. And like Anfield and Old Trafford don't have the VAR monitors installed because there's no space for them yeah. in the stadium. They're too old. So... There's actually no way of like communicating that VAR has happened. Not even the PA is allowed to say VAR is is, is proceeding uh, because that's not the way it's been set up there. It's all down to the monitors, except for the two stadiums that can't have monitors installed. I just wanted to just jump in as well, just before we move on. Uh, just staying on the VAR yeah. um, situation. Um, the women, as I said, Nordy isn't like one for following the mm. Premiership, but we did watch the women's hockey qualifiers where Ireland were played against Canada. Just a random match. He wouldn't have ever watched it if I wasn't watching it, in fairness. But he commented on the fact that the referee was commenting, that the video assistant... Um, and when the TV cameras got wind that there was a review going on, the stadium announcer was then told, right, crowd, just to let you know, the video assistant referee is checking back to see if that goal should stand. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, while you're waiting, here are some of the replays of what the video assistant will be looking at. This is not... That's been broadcast to the stadium. That's been broadcast to the players. Yeah. That's been broadcast to the people watching at home. Mm-hmm. This is an amateur sport. Yeah. 
like okay it's an Olympic qualifier and it's an international Olympic qualifier and yeah it's a big important match I'm so glad it was showcased of course yeah but why can't that be done for a fucking Premier League with their fucking unlimited amount of money? Because it wanted to fail. Mm-hmm. Simple it, that, as. That's it. Like, that's they my wanted point. to fail. They, so, want, they, want the, they want VAR to be the narrative over everything else in football because um, it's, VAR is an easy target. Because if you're talking about VAR, you're not talking about racism, you're not talking about financial fair play, you're not talking about homophobia, you're not talking yeah, about surely, anything yeah, else other than like problem. allowing VAR to fail then. And don't get me wrong, I'm totally on board with the fact that they're implementing this absolutely upside down on back to front. Yeah. But surely, if VAR fails and they get rid of it, which is the it, logical conclusion... It's going this, to go back to the referees getting abused, which is what they had wanted to get rid of. Yeah. And also, but then it will go back to the racism. It will yeah. go back to all that stuff. <laughs> and it'll go that back using VAR to Spurs no, getting away with everything. <laughs> no, it, it, Even it, more so. Yes. But, you see, they won't scrap it now because they're, they're essentially honour-bound to have it. So, like I said, this is now the way football's going to be. When We're does just football gonna... ever honour, honour? Well, this is it. This is it. Um, anyway, sorry. Yes, so, no, that was a very long rant Indeed. about the Norwich and Spurs game, which Norwich were fucking They robbed. were completely robbed, and I feel so bad for them because... We was robbed. They needed, to use they needed as many... Credits. Especially with Watford and Villa. And can I just throw in that yeah. Cantwell, when he came on as a sub, was fucking unreal. Cantwell's great. I really like I him really as a player. I really rate him. Yeah. yeah. Buenadilla as well. Stupid hair. But yeah, fantastic. Player. Yeah, he's definitely like he's kind of like he's kind of. He looks like a surfer who's got lost in Norwich. A surfer or twink? I can't tell. It's 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 it's, it's, yeah. it's a toss up between the two. Like or maybe both. could be both. Could be both. Yeah, uh, Buendia had a decent game as well against Spurs. I think him in particular was really good against uh, Palace, and I think he like I think he considered like he set some sort of record for like the best most take ons, huh. which is something else. Like well, like Buendia is like like the type of footballer like Klopp dreams about. But because he's already got Lallana and Shakiri, he doesn't want to part with his two good yeah. boys. He wants them to kind of go away by himself and then get Bernadia in and oh, it's going to be kind of awkward. Anyway, uh, Neil, Arsenal-Chelsea. Woo! Started off well, turned to shit. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but did not there's... enjoy the text messages the day after that. Oh, it's yeah. A, after sending all the happy baby photo videos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did get my comeuppance. Mm. <laughs> in fairness, you did. You were hoisted down by your own petite. How tasty was that humble pie? <laughs> <laughs> but it was the mince pie. <laughs> it was the mince pie, yeah. She spat up all over there. Yeah, I stood in your carpet, you pricks. <laughs> <laughs> and blamed it on the baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I filled them full of sugar and then handed them back to you. <laughs> He's shit <Yeah>. everywhere. <sighs> Even up the walls. Um, yeah, no. Uh, Arteta, this is... This was the, this was the start of it. This, this was, was the, the start where the ball clicked. Yes, um, for at least thirty minutes. No, the first the entire first half. I I understand. I understand the point you're going to bring out. They brought Jorginho on, and that changed the whole game. And it, it, they they regained a modicum of control, mm-hmm. but by the end of the first half, we were still the better team. Now they were controlling the ball. Better. better as you would with a player of Jorginho's pure skill like mm. I don't think there's a better first touch passer in world football than that man I don't understand how he does it I, I put Henderson in that category would you believe oh. I'm not even joking actually well, I suppose I'm not even joking weeks. about that yeah yeah. yeah. but in any case Jorginho that's what he was bought for he was bought for so that you could just ping the ball to him yeah. and he would immediately pinball it to another player mm. all of the fucking time because he's just that that it also makes him impossible to tackle because yeah. you can't tackle a guy who always brings the ball away but in any case, um, the attacking forms all worked. <laughs> like I said, made a yeah, made a uh, <laughs> With our defensive line held really well, and it was 
really, really fucking good. The difference, I mean, the difference for me in this game was that I, I, I was probably was noticed when the Bournemouth game because I, I didn't actually watch that match. But in the Chelsea game, you're play, the players were were defending as a team. Yes, that was a critical thing there. Now, with the exception of Ozil, but I have do have kind of remarks based off that in with the United game because I noticed it more. Yeah, but with Ozil, the team is built around him. It's very, very evident in my mm-hmm. opinion that the team is built. He's the fulcrum, which is kind of like in the same way that like well, you kind of like describe someone as a fulcrum. It's the balance, whatever it is. But because like the Arsenal team are inherently top heavy, you might as well have Ozil as your fulcrum. So if he's gonna be playing as it were like as your in your front five, if you like, yeah. with your Pepe, your Kolesnac, you've got your two strikers then ahead of him. Like in the United game in particular, and in the Chelsea game, his own instruction really for Ozil was to send your own patch. Yeah, that's know, it. With, and, 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 the, and the thing is like especially in the Chelsea game w- until Jorginho came on he was able to defend his patch because when he lost the ball he immediately just put the foot in and got the ball back yeah. and it's back and it's down that down that kind of like that transition counter pressure mm-hmm. which is what Pep Guardiola's football is all about mm-hmm. but it's smarter in a way because well I wouldn't say smarter it's subtle it's more subtle that way because it, like you can see Arteta's play is a bit more defensive it's a bit more pragmatic than what like Guardiola's free flowing football is but when you have that base of like being pragmatic, you can build on that. Oh, absolutely. You can always build on that. And then the, you get the interplay then between your front five. And that's it. And it? you can change your front and five you wherever st- you want. And you started that interplay starting to come in. Yes. And, and this, we started to enjoy watching. And you're starting to really enjoy it. Now, all fairness, we lost this game. Mm-hmm. But I so much more enjoyed this 2-1 yeah. uh, loss. I mean, I even said, actually, funnily enough, because you really see the progress. How I felt about this game was the exact same as I felt about Emery's first game in charge when we lost 2-0 to Man City. Yeah. The last game of the season that had ended to lead into that one, we had lost 2-0 to Man... No, to Burnley, was it not? To Burnley. Or Villa. Oh, no. The second last game, we lost like 3-0 to Man City or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I said that I would rather watch the 2-0 loss mm. to Man City 100 times more than any of the previous games that we'd had that season. Because the argument was that it was a, it was, it was the you progress. could see the change, you could see, see the, the difference. Yeah. Mm. Same with this one. You could see the progress and change. Mm-hmm. And we now realise why it tapered off. Yeah. And it wasn't Jorginho. Jorginho was a part of it. Jorginho was, was a difference in Chelsea because yeah. Chelsea for the half an hour were so bad. The, the tactics, the, the, the tactics it was completely wrong. So completely wrong. Yeah. And I think that was, I actually think that's purely due to Arteta. I think Arteta looked at that team and go, I know how they're going to line up. Yeah. Because that's how he lined up against the Hampton. Exactly, yeah. and he and Jesus Christ, I mean, if Arteta is anything, he is not meticulous. Yes, <laughs> and I guarantee he told the players, if you get this ball and you move one meter forward, he's going to do that and he's going to do that. Yeah. So you've got this option and this option, and the players got the ball, and then he looked up and he's like, "It's you fucking did it! Holy shit, this guy's actually correct." It's funny. Fuck it's me. funny you mention that because the the, uh, the Guardian podcast was I wouldn't say slight slagging off Arteta, but they showed they, they you know they showed like a video of like uh, training with Arteta, mm. and he said like and he was just giving a simple instruction was like play to someone in space, and it's just like and the Guardian lads were going like, well I hope there's a bit more, oh I hope it's a bit more uh, intricate than that. It's like, well not the start it isn't because that's not the way they were playing at the st- yeah. after the, at the end of every it's, it's, it's because they want the ball to feet. Yeah, it reminds me of like Sunas's comment when um uh, the press got wind that Liverpool had hired a throw-in coach. Yes. And he's like, well, you know, you pick the ball up with your hands and you fucking throw it to another player. I'd hope they get that. You see this and, thing. and you're thinking, no, man, you've totally missed the point. Yes. You look at the stats of how often play, how often teams lose possession from their own fucking In the second phase of the ball. In the second phase of the ball. Yes. And it's all about like, that. Like, all right then, 
you think you'd like to think that Soonis would know a bit more about football? I think Graham Soonis should have a look at Megan Campbell from Man City taking a throw in, and then his mind would. Oh, be Rachel! Be how naive of you to think that Graham Soonis knows women's football? I, I, I think. Uh, <laughs> in all fairness, sorry, I think that, uh, like she is Roy Delap. Of you know it, Neil. You have to. Oh see no, no, it. I have. Like, you have to see it in action. Like, oh, no, you have to see it in the stadium. You have to see it in oh, reality. I seen it in like, the she took a fr- throw in. in it was a halfway of line, and then made it to the box. And, like we were in front of it, going like, she's gonna try and yeet this yeah. into, the, into the penalty area. And then after a and while, we la- like we literally, I was like, she's gonna yeet this into the penalty area, and like we laughed because it was a joke because like, and yeah. she fucking did it, and not only that, but Jarrett. Yeah, got the ball, laid it off to McCabe, and we got a shot away. No, it's the same principle though. Yeah, it's the same it's principle. The exact it's same, second phase football. It's the exact same principle. Yeah. And um, there's a, a lot of stuff with Arteta in that it's yeah, it's a complex idea, but he just expresses it in really simplistic terms. Yeah. But you have to. You have to boil so it down to what, the basic what, what, what we're going Footballers are generally stupid. Yeah. No, but they want to keep it simple though, and then they build on But the thing is, you let them do it. You keep it simple in that um, you keep it simple so that they can do it without looking. Yeah. So, and this is when you got into the point where I was talking about the front five with Kalasinac and uh, the wingers, uh, Niles. which was Maitland Niles, mm-hmm. and we got into Pepe as well. And in particular, you can see it much more, much more with Kalasinac in that he's serving balls across the box. Yeah. He's not really looking at what he's doing. Now, in the past, he wasn't looking because he was just being told to do the same fucking thing day in, day yes. out. So it was, it's about automa- it. The Emory team was about automation. Yeah. yeah. Whereas that was just this kind of reflex response, run to the byline. But now there's a kind of real, there's a, an intention to it. Yes. In that he's playing overlaps with a Bamiyang. Mm-hmm. So Bamiyang plays him over, then moves to a certain area. So, like, a Kalasinac is not serving the ball blind. He's serving the ball in a direction that he knows the other guy's been told. Yes. I've done the overlap with you. You've been told to run to this yeah. angle. If I can get the ball along whatever line, I yeah. don't know what angle it is, but if I can get the ball along this line, the ball will go to you. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's, really it's, it's a look. social cue on a football pitch. That's exactly. all it is, yeah. So I know the ball will go to him. A Bamiyang. Now, it... It's it just it, it, particularly in the matches you know, it, it turns out Lindelof managed to get his foot in the way and went to Pepe and he scored whatever mm-hmm. it, but shit happens but it, can I just yeah. jump in with yeah, the Chelsea uh, match that um, it is absolutely fucking disgraceful that we ended up with more yellow cards but I'll actually get into the game was, well. re- was poor, very poorly refereed and I'll say this again that. same thing for the fucking Manchester United game because holy shit rotational fouls I don't. I don't understand how refs don't know anything about rotational foul. Mm. Like it's in, been. Li- I've, rugby, I've known about this since I was fucking sixteen. In rugby, football. they call yeah. that up. But yeah, and I know I've brought rugby no. up more like, than no. ever. But um, just on the Chelsea match, right? Uh, we had all of this lovely Chris passing, and it was lovely to watch, and we were excited. Like myself and yeah. Neil were both like, "Oh my god, this is unreal!" And yeah, our Facebook Messenger was just basically one big. One hundred and fifty-eight yeah. messages, lads. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah this is what it was like because we have been like but at the end of the match when the match ended uh, we were fucking crushed yeah yeah. and it was a case of I haven't actually felt that much emotion during Mm. a match Mm -hmm. because it's been so fucking dreadful and it's just a dirge of football it's been devoid it's just been it's empty yeah but even then we lost 2-1 and but I was still with 5 yellow cards I was still looking forward to the next match yeah and um, we later found out why the drop off 
happened after oh, we'll, we'll talk about oh, that. We'll, we'll, we'll talk, talk about that. This is the why I have Bagsy's mother. Yes. The mother of all post-match yes. um, Just on that, Georgie The Leno fumble. Yes. Have to talk about that. I will say one thing. This is marked out for probably our best player of the season outside of maybe Aubameyang. Um, I'd say even over Aubameyang. Yeah, I'd say even over Aubameyang. Um, my God. Like... It, this was Petacek's first game for us against West Ham. Yeah, um, actually. Holy shit. Like, I don't... Under- like, I understand there's there's the kind of like golden period, a golden principle with going out for football as a goalkeeper. Yeah. There's a golden principle with going out for balls, which is, if you can't get the ball, get the man. Mm. It's filthy, it's dirty, it's not... It's a bit of a dark art. But, my Christ, like... Leno, I don't. I, if Jorginho, which you by the way shouldn't have been on the fucking pitch, shouldn't have been on the pitch. Also, felt yes. her. Also, felt her. Um, may, may I just uh, throw one in the hornet's nest and say I disagree? I think he shouldn't have been sent off. I don't would th- be wrong. I, I think it was insufficient for a second yellow card. But the thing is, in that, my opinion, that is just, I thought, if it I was thought a it was first a yellow card. Yes. yes. Well, then. No, I'll well tell you why. No, I'll tell you well why. Well, then. Case what, closed, no, what threw the ref off, right, was Guendouzi following the up, following the opposite side. No, what threw the ref off was. was the fact that he's a cabbage. No, it, no. To be fair, no. To be fair, the ref, the ref had a terrible game. He's a fucking terrible game because Chelsea were fouling like I mad, think the mad. Only, the only yellows that we should have gotten were Maitland Niles at the end for the complete cynical foul. Yeah. Uh, Which you love to see. Which you love to see. It was purely because he was fucked. Fucking pissed off that yeah. there was a uh, up the other end. Pepe had been fouled, ref had played on, mm. and Maitland Niles was like, "No, nah, he needs yeah. to get see attention. I'm just gonna take this fucker out and took him out and got a yellow card for it." Mm. But he kind of shrugged it off and he was like, mm. "This is," but he should got yellow. That's fair enough. Okay. And uh, Klasnash's yellow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't really argue with that. They're the only two we should have had. Mm. The others, Lacazette was just for being petulant and complaining that. No, Lacazette was for complaining that he was basically he was doing the card. No, he was. Thing. He was like he didn't even do that. No, he was. was, it he was no, he was pulling out his jersey and he was like, "You've already booked him for doing this. Yeah, he's now done it again. You need to book him again." Mm. So when the ref immediately pulled out the yellow card, I thought. Oh holy shit! He's actually done. He's followed through and he's sent. He's, well, that was that was my initial impression I, as well. I thought he'd given yeah. Jorginho a second yellow card and not realise he'd already booked him. Mm. And I went, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" Everyone, everyone Please. had that same impression. Everybody had the same impression. I was like, I don't know, but it had popped up on the screen on the stream I was watching. It was mm. like, "Oh, um, like is at the sand." And I was like, "What?" For telling the ref, like, like and I wouldn't even mind. And literally, all he'd done, he'd gone up to his like, rep, rep, you've already booked him for this. You have already booked him for this. And the ref immediately whipped out his yellow card. Oh, yeah. He didn't even attempt to go. No, no I, will, I will say the referee in that game was shocking. Uh, he didn't even attempt to turn around to like Jorginho shouldn't have been on the pitch. And then in the build up to actually scoring the goal, yes, Leno fucking made a fucking howler. <sighs> to get into the position that he ended up in, yeah. he pushed. Terreira to the ground. That I do agree with. Mm. That should have so been reviewed. Why Vara didn't get even involved in that? Because well, it didn't I think even they looked pop at that. It, it popped up or it didn't even pop up because usually if it does go to a Vara referral or like a background. Well, check, no, it it, do, it they do background checks and if like even like because even from the commentary I heard like they had done the check and they said it was okay did, with it. Didn't they do a check? They did the check and see whether or not he was offside. Yes, that's what it was. Because he was so far ahead of everybody else. Yeah, that was the, that was the second goal. That was the Jorginho goal. Oh yeah. That was the, the checking offside, but yeah. Kalesnach had played him on. 
Yeah, no, no, I, I yeah. knew he wasn't yeah, offside. Fair. But he had felt Torreira in the building. Fell. So yeah, and shouldn't have been on the pitch. Shouldn't it, have been on now, the pitch. Now, whether or not you think that the first yellow card was a yellow card is totally inconsequential. Yeah. He got a yellow card for it. He did the exact same foul again. Mm. Was it on the same player even? No, it was no, on Torreira. No, but he did the exact same foul again. Mm. And he, he, like, if... This is my po- this is my problem, and I've, I've said this in previous podcasts as well. My problem with refs isn't that, oh, they think this is a yellow card, this is a red card, uh, whatever the fuck. The like, difference in opinion. It, the difference in opinion. Mm. It's not my problem. Refs is the inconsistency with which they meet out the decision. Yeah, because they always that, say that match was case. Because it's always been this that kind of unconscious thing where like a second yellow card has to be somewhere more severe Why? than the first. I don't know what it or is. Or you can't or you can't give a booking in the first 10, 15 minutes of a match. It's what? always it's always what? that kind of weird outrage like if a second yellow card is for dissent or something. It's like what? What do you mean dissent? Like at least he took somebody out like, you know. Because mm. that was the, that was how they were giving out Morelos after his la- last two fucking red cards also, since we had a podcast. And also uh, whatever that ref um, that sent off Sterling for jumping into the crowd. He had no fucking problem sending him off. Because it was a booking. It was a, it was a yellow yeah. card, yeah, yeah. But like I said, that was, that's following the rules. That's easy pickings. When you're making, like in my view, like for that referee. <laughs> We're asking him for that referee to follow his own fucking I know, I know, I know. I, I accept that. I didn't, giving the first anyway, booking. I didn't I think, think the Guendouzi challenge was a, was a, was a booking, in my opinion. Because I think Guendouzi went down like the up, like he just jerked. It, it, look, he, like I said, if he went down naturally. Mm. If he went down naturally, he just went down. So, bump, sorry, gone. if if Harry Kane had done the exact same thing as Gwen Doozy, he would have. Harry Kane seemed like right. captain. He's getting the Shearer effect, and that yeah, he's literally effect, yeah. whip out a machete. He is a member the of the arm, British Empire, Rachel. Hack the arm of an opposition touch. player. He would get away with it. You can't touch a sword. If anything, the you other can't. player would get fucking a talking to him, bleeding all over. No, he'd get tried for treason. Yeah. That's how it works so, now. Like, but in any case. This is where I said the ball clicked in. Yeah. And I got a lot of fucking meme. I think Irish Simpsons fan. Oh, Arsenal Simpsons fan. Yes, better page. They, um, <laughs> they tweeted out that uh, it's the, it was the aphrodisiac one. Yes. Mr. Burns. And they have on the little vial that he's got and it's Arteta ball. Yeah, and it's just him injecting it in and then rub fucking spinning <laughs> on the hall. It's like, absolutely, get, <coughs> absolutely get the shit into my veins. Yeah. And we would then later find out why it all dribbled off in the end. People obviously attributed to Jorginho. I don't. I thought in that game, in that game, game Jorginho stopped the rock with Chelsea. Yeah. But a, what, that had nothing to do with Arsenal dropping back. Yeah. Yes. Yes. There was two yeah. things, two different things at play. Yeah. Two different things at yes. play. But in any case, um, it was our ball was here to stay. We welcomed it. Um, we and welcome you the rewards our very very soon we welcome Tesh- our Lego headed um, overlord his, re- his hair isn't real like that's rendered in the PS2 no they're gonna, it's going to have to grey gradually as the year goes on as yeah, the Arsenal will do to you yeah. Yeah, actually no if, to be fair if it doesn't grey that should prove that it's not real yeah fair enough oh yeah. no you know if yeah. you can get to the end if he gets grey in temples I think that's that's, that's yeah, fair if you can get to the end of a season a half, even half a season of coaching Arsenal mm. without greying hair like, <laughs> just missed out he's, he's looking at him like grey hair is can, you just, can you just imagine Arteta with grey in temples like no, he no. would command oh, so would. much so sorry what because <laughs> <laughs> Rachel's wondering can he sit on my face no I can't no. <laughs> <laughs> is this a take <laughs> There, football lads. Okay, <laughs> starting off with a one-all draw between Brighton and Chelsea. <laughs> Jahambakash overhead kick, lads. Now that goal could sit on my face. Yes. <laughs> there we go. I was in a pub. So, I was in lads. A- new rule: we're never drinking wine again. <laughs> I was in a bar for this. I was going out my not going out with, but I was out for drinks with my older sister. Um, so you weren't going out with her? No, it was not. <laughs> no, 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 this is Ireland. It's not that bad. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, so we were in 
I got to the bar early, this match was on, so I'm sitting there, all right then, because I was the first one there, I was having a nice pint, it was really, really early in the day, mm. so that's the like best time to have pints. Pints are class. Ah, oh, pints are fucking, daytime drinking. Shout out to you, Don. Gotta love it, gotta yeah. love it, lads. Love to see it. And when I saw this goal, I was, <laughs> I was actually mid-drink when I saw this, worst time ever. Uh, thankfully, there was nobody around me, but I literally hosed down the table I was on. With your beer or? Thieves. I'd or I, I'd cider, well. I, yeah. I'd cider yeah. coming out of I'd cider coming out of both nostrils, and uh, any orifices. Uh, or, yeah, or yeah, five. Yeah. Or five. <laughs> <laughs> In all fairness, if I actually did jizz in my pants, I would admit to it because that goal was definitely worthy of it. It's class, it was so funny because he was so out. It. He was so way out, and the arc of the ball means that like it goes over the Chelsea defense. And they just stood still going, oh, that's just a comment. Oh, shit. And even the goalkeeper was going like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, no. Because <laughs> Kepa had a really good game. Like, he like yeah. shot a point, he said a point blank shot from No, that was fucking brilliant. Because he got down so low, so fast. Like, how did he do that? I don't know what he but like, he, he wellies that ball. It's yeah. not just simply like, oh, he gets in the way of a cross. No, that was it. going. He absolutely cunts the ball. That was staying ball. Like, he yeah. just goes, no, here, this is going in. Laces through it. Boof. What? Yeah, how the fuck did he get And he hit it so low as well. Yeah. Low and hard, and Kepa just went. Yeah, he just, just drills it. That's, that's, that's fucking brilliant. That's the first time I've seen Kepa play well. Not even joking, lads. What? Not even joking. Oh, he's had a good uh, few games for Chelsea. He's had decent games. Like, I would rate him as a keeper, in fairness. I, would not my, I wouldn't rate him as a 70 million? Not on my top five in the didn't Premier League. Oh, no, absolutely not. But didn't they buy him for like 70 million? 70. He's not worth their money. No, no he's not. No, no. I wouldn't rate it was him his seven, release clause. Uh, I wouldn't rate him for 70 million. Uh, doesn't matter. They, I wouldn't rate him as a 70 million keeper yeah. but he's very very good and he is yeah. quite young yeah so he's, he's young so he do, he can he's there he's to grow better, into yeah. that team he's there to check that team yes you know yeah, he's there true. to get into that team yeah um, Perichek style yeah. yes good so, for him um, yeah. but not as good as Fleck though <laughs> but uh, even though they, they kept check on yes yes Ings <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah so like, good, it, was, it was a decent game actually in fairness because Chelsea Chelsea started off really well. It's one of the better one-on draws I've yeah. seen in my while. Because Chelsea were, it was all Chelsea first half, then Brighton kind of grew into it. But it was kind of gas because um, Dan Byrne is their, like, their, like, no, Leviathan left back. Chelsea suffered their <laughs> usual inconsistency and this is one of the reasons. They look tired in, to me, to me actually. No, actually they look just, tired. It's, it's quite a young team and it's just, Lampard can't coach consistency. Mm. I don't understand. Just I don't think up. any young team can play consistently. No, that's that, again. That's well, as well, yeah. You know? if, if you're in the framework of a team with like old heads, like the way we have like the likes of Gomez and Trent in our team, but as a counterpoint, we have Van Dijk, Wijnaldum, yeah. Henderson. These players are exceptionally good at game management. And yeah. Milner, of course, Milner's a master of it. Yeah. So when these players are learning, like under the under the tree of these lads, like those guys, those kids are, and I say kids, are twenty twenty one. Like those are the ones, and when we like, they're gonna keep that team and be the Miller and Henderson of the next. Absolutely, and this is one of the reasons. Like, I think this inconsistency came in when they lost Hazard. I think if they still had Hazard, Mm. this wouldn't have happened. But I think I think they played inconsistently, but Hazard dug them out about it. Yeah, I think I I go with Rachel and Alan more so because it's more so the old heads like Cahill not being there. Like that's that's what they're kind of missing because that nuance, that nuance. Guys like Willian and um, Aspen, I don't like Aspenacuetta. Willian is mm. Willian kind of reminds me as of. Um, I think William doesn't get involved with the fucking. Yeah, kind yeah, of he's like an outsider. Henry, a I would have thought Henry. No, no, Henry no, did no. get a lot. Of, 
no, like I'm not saying in terms of caliber, but in terms of Henri just did his own thing and yeah. let the team play around. I would have thought he didn't get a lot in. He was made captain. No, I think he was made captain, and that's when he started kind of arm around that was the youngsters. An, yeah, and kind of ah, all right. Then. But when like, he was given that position of like yeah. control. Yeah, 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 but I think William is that kind of like enigma, I suppose, kind of player that kind of just does his own thing. Yeah, and the rest of the team kind of he will play to how they're doing. But yeah. and then occasionally do fucking wonder goals. Mm. Uh, but like that, I think like they're missing a cherry. <sighs> what somebody to bang all their wives? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they need that kind of it's it's the command. It's the command that gets the. I don't know. Spurs, is, Spurs tried to go down that route and it didn't work out. No, it did not. Well, this this wasn't one of our games of focus, by the way. We just we just had a prayer about the goal. Um, oh the, shit! Was this not? No, it wasn't. No, fuck. No. That was a bonus one. Okay, so who's losing out? <laughs> but actually not Arsenal Man United. And to be fair, like I actually no here I'll lose out because I I was sh- I was gonna go Man Arsenal Man United until she claimed it in Facebook Messenger. You blasted. <laughs> That's um, how it works. Yeah, That's, no, seriously, suck it. It was her man. idea. She got first billing. Yeah. That's how it no, works. no, no. Yeah, I'll, no, because I'll join in with that because I yeah I really want to. Yeah. Talk yeah. About yeah. That. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No, uh, we have Bernie Villa two one Villa. Boring. Well, Villa lost Heaton and Wesley to ACLs. They're gone shit. for the that season. Shit. Like as. You know, a veteran of yes. the ACL. Uh, yeah. A member of the ACL club. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course, we have Chambers in that category down as well. Yes, we do now have Chambers yes. in that category. Uh, yeah, in the Chelsea game, we actually we lost them to a... That to is a one of the main things as well that we didn't touch on. That as um, our back four cohesiveness was mm. completely disrupted by Mustafi joining the ranks. And he will be there forevermore now. Oh. Until he's, you sign, like... He can't, like, he's, he, he really is, like, I'm gonna, I know you did a slight reference there, but he really is, like, the raven in that fucking poem. Yeah. He's just above the chamber door. <laughs> <laughs> the Mustafi upon my chamber door. It actually rings through, yeah. like, it oh works. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. The, it, and it, you like, see him smiling there, he's like... <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yes! The raven's ass. <laughs> Lads, you... <laughs> You need the draw that. You need the fucking draw that right He's now. He's above a chamber door and the rest of the team going, well, oh, that, te- that is my New Year's yeah. commission. Yeah. Uh, That's New Year's commission, lads. Arteta sitting in a, in a fucking big chamber chair. <laughs> <laughs> With a sleepy cap on. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Over the Lego hair. Yeah, over the Lego Right, hair. anyway. Love to um, see it. Right. Go on. Newcastle lost four players to injury in their Trina loss against Leicester. Unfortunately. Four, four players in like 36 minutes. Yes. No. Shelby, um, fucking legit. Sure. Uh, and uh, Longstaff Longstaff was one yes and I which can't one? Yedlin my boy Yedlin of course oh, which Longstaff uh, the, the older Sean Longstaff Shawnee yeah, yeah. No, the, Shawnee the, boy yeah the, not the, Matty the, no not no, Matty. Matty hasn't shown up since the Man United match yeah, yeah. he absolutely he's been saved for the FA Cup because uh, Brucey was saying that he'll have 15 players unavailable for the Cup yeah so I'm just saying lads I think, the kit, I, man. I think if I put on my footlocker jersey, I think I have a good chance of getting in that team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fair to say, I really do think like I should be up. Go for it, man. Go I for could it. take a weekend out in Newcastle and go play in an FA Cup. Neil, go for it now. <laughs> you can get flights now if you want to. Like, I'm pretty yeah. sure I could fucking do Fuck it. Fuck yeah. yeah. Bruce, you will get all the help you can get. And he'll make That'd for a great book. Also, also I do love his books. Like. Yeah, it's great yeah. books. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great read, isn't it? Yeah. The one have page. You read it? Haven't you read Striker? The fun, the full, the I, one page. Not, I will be fully honest with you. I read one page and fell asleep. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't read the page about the Jag, though, did you? No. no yeah, he wrote a full page about the Jag. I brought, the I jag brought it on bought. the train. I read the opening page. It's brilliant. And it's brilliant. Napped. No, it's wonderful. No, yeah. I will get. Uh, that's my New Year's the resolution: book. is to finish that one hundred-page book. Yes. 
96 <laughs> bold. 96 page. Sorry. Yes, sorry. I thought I was counting the, um, the, the, the publishers. No, she was counting the actual amount of pages in the book. Not the pages, <laughs> not the pages with any kind of prose. And the spine as well. Yeah, the spine yeah, counts yeah. as one, yeah. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> next up then was uh, Southampton won Spurs nil. Neil, I have you down for this one, actually. Do you want to talk about it? No. We can skip it if you want to. We, yeah, did, we did Brighton Chelsea. So. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, I'm just delighted um, that Spurs lost. Yes. Uh, also, it was the... Sorry, this was the dawn of... The charm offensive that Jose usually goes oh, on is shit. now done. It's gone. It's fucking gone. It's gone after four months. He's compressed his four months? Was it four months? Yeah. I don't know. I don't nah, it. it's less. It's been about two yeah. weeks. Has, well, no, as in since he, start, since he started. Oh, since he started. Yeah. yeah. But like the charm offensive that he's been on now, he, he's managed to like, hmm, well, I stretched it out for two seasons. Like Gift Grub did a nice thing on it. I was like, oh, what's your plan for the, what's your plan for your Spurs thing? Uh, Jose is like, well, I think we do really well in the first season, and then the second season, I, I start arguments with everybody, and then uh, they give me millions and I leave. Very <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's brilliant. Um, I think he's now gone. Uh, I'm not staying here for two fucking seasons. Fuck this, this team, I like. I've already seen this team peeling. Like you can tell, it's it's the, really coming across. Do you know what the, the the alarm bell for me was when they re-signed Alavaro to a three-year contract? Yeah, that was. Terrible. He's 31 years old, lads. Send them off. Get someone young in. Start building a team. But I don't understand, like, like, and I understand why they can't keep um, Vertonghen. Like Vertonghen's going. Ericsson's going. I, I understand why. why they. I understand why they can't. Apparently, Vertonghen, Apparently, you can get Ericsson for twenty million. No, you get it for free. You get it for not free. like in January. Oh, in January, yeah, you can get. Apparently, they wanted to take twenty million for for, for Ericsson. Yeah, because he's not going to sign. Oh, why can't we do that? I would, I would actually, be, I would actually be happy with Arsenal signing Ericsson for twenty million. Twenty million for a oh, player like that. I would absolutely fucking love it because he, I don't think he's off the shelf. Like I don't. Think no, he's no, like, no. And I always hate him when we play him because yeah. he's always the player that does shit for them. Like I understand, Son. Like you give Son the area to counter attack, you're going to concede yeah. a goal. He is just that good at counter attacking. But outside of that, he's not really. He's got good off the ball movement, but he's not really that good. Mm. And he's a petulant fuck as well, like, yeah. as we've seen. I, I do like him as a player. Ericsson is that wizard of that team, mm. and that's the reason why when he, the fact that he's been so alienated over the last two seasons, like, do you not know what this guy's been doing for your team for the last five seasons? Yeah. Like, it's 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 unbelievable. Like, uh, 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 like, does nobody watch games anymore? <laughs> No, I think, like I think he's lit. At, yeah. There have been numerous seasons, yeah, where he's been the only fucker to do anything. Yeah, it's just because they they never they don't like the problem with Pochettino in the end was he wasn't playing to the strengths of his team anymore. Like Ali was not playing in his natural position, and Ericsson was playing too deep, and he was asked to run around. Oh, fair but that's that, but that was to cover the fact that they sold Dembele to China, oh and they didn't God, replace my, him. Like you to know, be honest with you, like if you'd have told that was me, the one thing when they sold, that, that's the thing. When if you'd have told me at the time when they sold Dembele to. Uh, China. Yeah, that that was that would be the petard that the entire team was hoisted on. I'd have laughed you out of the room. But yeah. isn't it mad to but as it turned down, fuck me. Like Thirty for the sake of what twelve million? Oh, some nine, nine million or something like that. It was cup price. Was it not even two? D- d- no, I don't think digits? so. I don't think so. Fuck. Unless you're counting his wages now, I don't think so. Fuck. Well, let's go with nine million. For the sake of nine million, they literally fucked. Everything. Just wanted it. Done. Isn't it so typical Spurs? <laughs> but here's the thing, like, it's, it's typical Spurs as well. She's been sharpening these thorns for ages. That's why I let her go for it. I let her fucking. Run. But here's, but here's the gas thing about this, right? Is that it's typical Spurs now because 
that's this is the team like they like they're oh it's playing, not changing it's not changing but they it's don't have changing. anything coming up like they've got Troy Parrot Parrots um and that's it they that's don't it. have anyone really they've, they've got the the lesser spot of Ryan Sessegnon but, yeah. but he's now he's now in the team proper in place of Danny Rose which is good because Danny Rose can fuck off um, La Celso um, yeah, I just trying not, to get in the team. I, I was saying, I'm saying that I think I've said in an earlier podcast. I, yeah. I think La Celso will kick on, and people will be looking. Apparently, Mourinho doesn't like him. But Marie, see, not, not as type of player, yeah. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing as well. Under it was under Pochettino that I said that. Yes, and Pochettino did like him. Yes, didn't. Uh, Ndombele. Now this is this is a bone oh, of contention. Ndombele, yes. so Ndombele. Um, um, rings true with that with that with a song I'm, that's in my head now. Mm-hmm. Shit. Um, he refused <laughs> to play. Dumbbelly, Sorry, He refused to play um, against Brighton. A, a, yeah, because he just didn't feel up to it. He, he was afraid he'd get injured. He was afraid he'd get injured, right? Because the like he's been, he's basically how he thinks he has a tight hammy, and Marino's gone like. Oh yeah, no. no. I, was about to say, I was about to say that in my fucking my little rant before you derail me slightly on sorry because like the charm offensive is, is gone yeah. in the last two weeks right he called an opposition team coach <coughs> an idiot mm-hmm. got yellow carded for walking out of his technical area and to having insult a, the man and having a peek at their fucking tactics yeah. board um, and then like so th- there's a, like this usual Mourinho thing whereby like he goes through like the team starts to dip mm-hmm uh, and then he's like, right, he blames the tactics, he blames the referees, he's blamed the referees, he's gone on the referees. Yeah. He said that VAR... Mike Reilly is, an, Mike Reilly is an idiot. Yeah, he said yeah. that VAR should be renamed VAR, VAR, VR, yeah. VAR because yeah. it's not an assistant referee, it's overruling the referee, yeah. referees. Um, thank you very much. Um, and so, right, so he's blamed everybody, he's blamed opposition coaches, he's called them idiots, he's gotten the booked for it, he's blamed the officials, he's blamed... Pretty much the FA by extension, yeah. which let's say I said it is, and his only other recourse after he's done all that is to throw players under the bus. And with Ndombele, he's done that by mm-hmm. just openly saying he's always injured. He's, he's always not- injured. You can't do anything with a player. But he didn't even injured. say he was injured. He just said he refused to play, or he asked not to play because if he didn't feel in the right conditions. Mm. Yeah. Um. Which to openly state that now, maybe that that might be true, can I, can but I to just, openly state that to openly state that. Can like right okay. Last year, Emma Mitchell for Arsenal women. I know I'm going back into the women's, mm-hmm. but Emma Mitchell oh, was suffering agendas. from um, <laughs> uh, was suffering from anxiety and depressive yeah. anxiety. And uh, Joe Montemurro came in and said she's injured at the minute. We're working to get her back up to match condition. Yeah, exactly. That was the public statement. She then came out over like a, like a couple of months later saying, "I was." My ankle was at me, but it was not the reason I it wasn't It wasn't the playing. issue, yeah. I, I want to just say now that I was suffering with my mental health, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. If she's right, scoring their next game. And she like, Her first game, or like, first game back she played well, and second game back she scored the fucking goal of the season. Yeah, and then like everybody crowded her, like she almost burst She burst, tears. you can actually see it. I remember like, yeah. when I was watching it, cause mm. she just goes, oh my fucking God. It's, it's, it's always that kind of point, like, because but, like, like, mental health doesn't exist in football. Yeah. You don't treat them that they have but mental I, health. But I have a feeling that is the issue there with Ndombele. Like, this is just my own it's a, kind of... It could be a confidence thing, absolutely. Like, that, if you're not confident, if you're going to go out there saying, like, you know, and, and you're, you're nervous about getting yeah. injured, that's not something to be derided on. Yeah. And that's exactly what Mourinho's doing. This is the thing, like, I don't think, like, many... Co- uh, you'd like to think, like, I've got a few coaches at least are aware of people's mental health. But in a way, like, 
as a coach, like you can't really you have to treat them as like oh they're the numbers on the board. You have to do these things. You have to kind of take into account they're up for it. And Mourinho seems to be one of those like those managers, perhaps even Ancelotti to an extent, like those kind of old, what I kind of call old fashioned like managers, that like would go, okay, I can't like take these things into account. This is the tactics board. The team has to work. If you're not mentally there, you're not going to play to your best ability. And yeah. and you can't be in the team then by extension. Yeah, if you're Mourinho. And I think that's to an extent what's happened with Pepe. A lot of Arsenal fans are getting on um, was on Emery's back and mm. onto Freddie's back about not playing uh, Pepe. But if Pepe is going out there not confident, he's yeah. not going to be able to do the step overs. He's not going to be able to do the flicks and tricks that gets him out of trouble and gets yeah. him on the break. Well, if, he's if, not if, if you're talking about Luke Shaw to the point where he loses, exactly. It. But if, like, if you're talking about mental health, the cautionary tale was Stephen Cocker. Yes. because yes. he went from Spurs, Cardiff, Swansea, Liverpool, just couldn't find the foot and couldn't find the club, and the reason was that he was clinically depressed. Yeah, and undiagnosed as a as an effect and. Perhaps we were maybe kind of slightly guilty of that because we only signed him on loan for cover and then we didn't use him really in the end because I think we saw like, oh, he's just, he just can't play. He doesn't have the confidence. And he went to the Scottish League, just couldn't get anywhere and he's retired now. He's gone because mm-hmm. he, like, he was starting to gamble. He was starting to drink. Um, and he just realised football was rock Nielsen, for him. Yes, yeah. Well. Yeah. So like, it, it, do, it is an issue. Like, it, it look at Jahan Bahash, for, for example, for Brighton. Like, he cried after he scored a goal. Like, who knows the kind of, like, the psychological turmoil the he's been under. The mental anguish someone must be as a professional football where you're being paid to play the sport that people yeah. play for fun. And if you're not getting enjoyment out of it, then, mm-hmm. you know, there, there, there's got to be this constant yeah. feeling of, uh, you know... Because there's, there's always been this anguish about, like, player... Like, I would say anguish, but there's always been kind of, like, this uh, annoyance of, like, old-style British managers, the likes of, like, your big Sam and so forth. And the gas thing is, like, if you ever talk to... If you ever listen to players who, like used to play under him or play under like Moisey actually and I, w- I wanted to bring this up in the Bournemouth game but I might skip it now because this is pretty much the point I wanted to make like the West Ham team are so much happier now without Pellegrini because Moyes is back and you can see it in the way they play they weren't now superb against Bournemouth Bournemouth very much like fucked themselves up in the end by being very very poor well it's <laughs> difficult to play football when you're being nailed into a but ball. players stepped up is my point. Like, Mark Noble started to be Mark Noble again. And Felipe Anderson scored for the first time in this whole season. And that's Felipe Anderson. First game? First goal. First goal this season. He's a goal machine. Yeah. He's going to pass his assist. Why you always have him in this fucking my fantasy yeah, football team? Yeah, last season. Motherfucker. But here's the thing, like, the reason being was that they all loved playing under Moyes because Moyes was very personal. Yeah. He actually he was a man manager and people like like. Funnily enough, actually, I, I remember reading. I think the Guardian did a, a did yes. interview with Sean Dyche. And, and people was, love playing under him because he he's he, very personal. And he, he was likes saying that he always likes to talk to the players and it's like chat to how they are. And he's like, and even then he was saying it's like no, you have to take into yeah. account the players like their headspace. Yes, he was like Sean Dyche was using terms like headspace. Like what the fuck. Like, Sean Dice is the most liberal person you find and that's, that's my, gas but this is my point that's mad. I mean, like, we always have this kind of thing we always do we rip on his appearance a bit and we rip on the way he talks but and that's, all, that's actually all good Nigel Pearson is exactly the same yeah, yeah. and you can see it in the Watford team like yeah. Deeney's back everyone's happy now the team is back together and because Nigel has just said like and he, just play enough, as a team you can definitely see it again in the we'll right. get into it in the Arsenal team yes but that's what I wanted to just point out is mm. that like if your players aren't mentally there I, I'm there I've been there as a captain where yeah. I know there's something going on in someone's life and I'm going the ref the, the coach yeah. is giving them shit for not making a run that they should have made a run and I'm just like oh give them a bit of a break there's shit going on yeah 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 if you don't take that into consideration which I don't think Mourinho has to 
physical capacity to do. I don't think he does. I think I, I think he tries to get them to play through it, which doesn't work. Yeah. Or I, no, it, no, I, I, I don't. I don't even. I don't even give him that much credit. Mm. I think and he just much, doesn't care. As much Maybe. as as much as I Maybe don't he like Spurs, he, he can't afford to care. Unfortunately, definitely do. Um, <laughs> as much as I don't like Spurs, and as much as I like to see them suffer. Uh, I just think Mourinho is a horrible person. Yeah, and the gas thing is like I think it's even more funny because I think I, I think he's coaching a team that he generally doesn't quite like. Or no, at least he's openly now, said. Yeah, now he's, he's openly look, said yeah. that like oh he's not the type of player for me. But look at the, you look at the players that he has. Like those are players that Spurs are not going to sell because they're not going to replace them. They don't want they to can't sell. Sell Kane now. No. Um, they're not going to sell Aurier. Aurier is absolutely a Mourinho player. Oh my God, I've actually when, when, you first, when you first mentioned Aurier earlier on, I was actually I was trying to chime in. I was like, I I keep every time his name gets every time I watch him and every time his name gets mentioned, I always hark back to the time. I think I may have said on a very early podcast possibly that I was raging that they got him ahead of us because when he was coming out of France, PSG, PSG, yeah, PSG. and Toulouse actually as well. Only two teams were in from, and it was Arsenal and Spurs. And he's an Arsenal fan. And he's an Arsenal fan, and he went for Spurs. <gasps> he's an agent Sherwood. Maybe. Secret agent Sherwood. We're all slitting here, lads. You can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the bo- that's what a bottle of wine does to you. Um, uh, but yeah, that's, yes. that's it. Like, And just, but I, every time I watch him play, I'm, I just thank my lucky stars we didn't win that race yeah. it's, it's valid yeah it, it, like he's very much he's in a team for his physical attributes not for him as a footballer but then I think like well well, maybe if he went to mm. Arsenal he wouldn't be this bad because mm. he'd have probably coached him because he'd have started under Wenger possibly so that's you true know? actually yeah anyway um, we have to press wait, forward yeah, um, so time. Uh, yeah Watford Wolves was a 2-1 win for Watford what? would you believe uh, so the this, bad team this, won this, in this game yeah, okay this this <laughs> Blind, like, blindness, blindness. Like, yeah, we actually need a chart. Scene missing. Yeah. We really scene missing. missing. Yeah. Yeah. We really should get a chart uh, for Man City two, Everton one. This is a very, it was a weird. It was a weird game. Very tactical. Yeah. Like very cagey starting off, and then VAR happened, and then Everton lost. Scene missing. <laughs> um, I think it was, I think that was a that was a match. All I would sorry, I'm not gonna finger up to this. Yes, I think that was a match where two teams were really desperate not to lose. Yeah, a little bit. You know, you know when you say, I was like, I don't think either team wanted to lose, but both teams just really, really did not want to lose. Oh, yeah. Both teams didn't want to win, just either team just really didn't want to lose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think it just, City just wanted to lose less. Yes. <laughs> then they fucking thoroughly demoralised Everson team. I'm just saying, uh, match of the day, Danny Murphy versus Neil, I think we know who wins there. So yeah. Both teams didn't want to lose City lost a little bit more or less. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I think fuck that's Danny more. Murphy. That's more Danny Murphy, yeah. yeah. Fuck so we touched briefly on West Ham 4 uh, 4 0 win against Bournemouth. The return of the Moise. Return Turn of the, the Moise. <laughs> and to be fair, I like when I watched this match back, I was thinking like, what was it more? Was it more West Ham playing well or Bournemouth being really, really bad? Yeah, actually no keep coming through because then yeah that's what it is yeah it's great it's really helpful and the the gas thing is like Haller scored a cracking goal scissor kick Noble scored a great penalty goal from open play Felipe Andy scored again it was good it was a good performance with West Ham but definitely 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 Bournemouth had nothing no they had nothing. nothing at all no attacks if there was nothing. one team in this league right now that you want to go straight back to it, you want to jump into yeah to play against it's it Bournemouth. Bournemouth. They're so soft course. Oh funny. man, they're capitulating. Yeah. They're literally, they're like the Jerry Slug. Yeah, <laughs> they are. They are pres- totally the Jerry they're Slug. Yeah, they are. They're just presenting to yeah. anybody that shows any kind of... And that's our analysis of the West Ham game. Jerry Slug. Clear. 
Uh, Norwich won Palace won was a game that happened uh, Norwich led game from Todd Cantwell again and then couldn't hold up because they don't know how to manage games because they've got a very young squad who don't know what they're doing yeah. <laughs> they're very much like trying to off the cuff this shit God bless them God loves a trier sign someone experienced in the January for the love of God God loves a trier hates a chance sign someone who knows how to play football in January or you're going to make Stephen Fry cry and we don't want that nobody do wants no, we that do we want Delia Smith to run drunkenly out of the stadium again yes Four, four bottles of wine down her going oh, where are you do you want that do you want that team of me having you <laughs> I've got a tear on this game <laughs> who wants some pheasant <laughs> um, the last other game we'll talk about is the Liverpool 2-0 against the overlapping centre-backs it was actually more um, more well known for the dog pissing uh, yes, in yeah. Sheffield's training regime instead pretty cool actually they were, playing, they were um, training just in Stanley Park hmm they apparently do this all the time. Um, they pitch, they find like a green and just train over away games. And I love that. I love Sheffield. Please stay forever. Uh, please ignore the fact that they have Saudi owners. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and Chad Evans was there once. And moving on. Um, Arsenal 2, Man United 0. The I, main event, lads. I, I, uh, fucking ball. ball. Uh, <laughs> so... Watching this live, I only watched the second half. I will fully admit that. Holy shit, the I watched the watch. I know. Um, <laughs> I was watching uh, Great Dairy Girls Bake Off. Oh, you were watching the Dairy Girls Bake Off, yeah. Uh, I'd I, have actually probably, even as good as this first half was, I'd have probably watched that as well. Mm. Yeah, um, it, it was quite good. Um, please sponsor me, or please be please friends with me. Please get in touch, Sister yeah. Michael, Sister please Michael, please get in touch, yeah. <laughs> Um, Lesbian won't get in touch as well. <laughs> Great bunch of lads. If you could introduce me to that Nicole Coughlin one, I would be very happy yeah. with that. Oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not gay. <laughs> anyway, but no, I, I also watched this game as well uh, in its entirety. And um, I did watch the highlights after. So I watched the second half live and then I watched the first mm. half to kind of be happy. Uh, or, uh, <laughs> and I guarantee you would definitely be happier. Oh, 100%. Than that, uh, I, saw, I saw a tennis ball in this game. Yes. This is when I saw it because, well, first of all, I'll say it outright, United had fuck all in this game. They looked like a really haggard team. Even in Rashford the second half nothing. where they, you know, by the staff... But they got Greenwood in. Got better. Yeah. And I have air quotes there. Yeah. Actually, no, 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 here. I, Greenwood fuck, and Pereira I'd, I'd, No, I'd, I don't even think that. I think it was Mata that changed it for them. Because the only dangerous balls that came in mm. was one right towards the end. Now, it trickled all the way through to Lino. But, like, none of our defence reacted to it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Because Mata has that kind of really fucking bastard and good way of slinging a ball in so that a defender, it's at, just at the level where a defender thinks, now this is going way over me. But then it dips in midair. Yes. And he's like, oh and, shit. And the keeper's like, oh, this is going away. Oh, oh no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a, a fan of a trick shot. He's, yeah. He, and, but the thing is, he can just whip it off like routine. Yeah. So it's not really a trick. Yes. He just does it all the time because he's a prick. Yeah. Well, 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 prick. well what I, I'll rephrase that in saying that United played the best team for Arsenal to play against. Oh, in absolutely. that he had a midfield of like Fred and Matic, so laboriously <laughs> slow and untalented. <laughs> Funnily enough, like, Lingard ahead of them. The amount, the amount of fucking um, Manchester United, because a, a number of friends who are Manchester United fans, and yeah. just, I follow them all on Twitter, mm-hmm. and just a fucking salty tweets coming out now. People were slagging them off. Yeah, but like Fred was getting slagged off at the start of the tweet, and then at the very end of the tweet, they'd be like, "But he's still our best player." And then I think back to that match, and I go, "Actually, Fred was their Fred best player. was their best player. He was and their also, best player. Like, did he get a yellow card at all? No, he didn't. Oh, this, this fucking... also this feeds mm. it back into our Chelsea thing. 
They no, they only got one yellow card the whole. That's week. fucking ridiculous. They um, they chopped us down. It was ridiculous. Mental. Like I, I, I actually I remember. Yeah, yeah. I remember sending this about? message. I'm just getting pumped. I remember <laughs> sending this message in real time to you during the Chelsea match. I was like, "Can somebody please explain to the Chelsea players that crashing through the back of a player always results in a foul, even if you get the ball first? Yes. There's no possible. You can't go through the back of somebody's legs and think." No, fuck you. That's a fell. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God. Actually, funny enough, you mentioned Lingard. So bad. I was chatting away on Twitter. Why is he a player? I, I was chatting away on the friend. I am actually totally... Lingard is one of those United players that I am utterly shocked by. I did not even realise he was... And I know we always say this. Oh, I didn't know he was on the pitch until yeah, like, yeah. he was so He off. is totally that kind of player. But he... I think 30-something minutes, he crashed through the back of Ozil. Yeah. And that was the... I actually went because I was sitting in my room. I was like, "Oh my god, he's on the pitch!" Yeah, I had no idea who United were playing at ten. He was their number ten. Yeah, and I had no idea he even existed until he crashed to the back of our number ten <laughs> at the fucking half hour mark. Yeah, he was anonymous. He was beyond anonymous. The whole United team were anonymous. Even the likes of Luke Shaw and Wan Bissaka. I don't think Shaw would show and, anything. And Shaw was bad. No, Shaw was terrible. But that's it's difficult to operate when you're in Pepe's pocket. Yeah. Um, and Maguire as well I, now is quite poor like he can tried I, can I just nothing. jump in with like from watching the second half I had gotten the messages from Neil and I was kind of like oh I'm going to get loads of crisp passing loads of lovely stuff and what Arsenal did in the second half was just let Man United have the ball mm-hmm. and comfortably defend it which I don't think I've Scenes. It's defending. Oh, no. It's it, defending as a team. No, here isn't there something weird about watching Arsenal hold the defensive line? Really I was well? like, there like was it's, no, re- it's a really there was like one get chance. this really kind of weird kind of uh, almost like a schizophrenic thing where you're like, no, this isn't happening, no. but I'm watching it happen, and I'm like, it's like no, this can't happen. Like, it's like a really Leo good... Williamson isn't on the pitch, but yet we're doing well defensively. What? Yeah, wait, I'm not watching the same team. Our midfield oh, is what? really good. What the fuck? What? 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 Uh, <laughs> Tactical awareness, it's what? Like, it's like watching like a magician do a really good close-up trick. Ozil got uh, Holy shit. 10 ball recoveries in that match because he was tracking back. This is this is what I wanted to talk about. 11 and a half kilometres This is This is what... The this top is... three distances covered were Ozil, Jaka and Torreira. Yes. This is what I want to talk about, about Ozil, right? He's, like I said, I mentioned earlier that the team is built around him and you can very well see it in the United game because... When he gets the ball, right, obviously he's going to be targeted because most teams do target him as the playmaker. It's natural. It's going to happen. I mean, like even, I remember when we first yeah. signed him and I think Mar- it was Mourinho who was Manchester United. And I, I'll, I'll throw in Rodgers in that later on. As but, well. Yeah. Um, but, like, because they, no, they specifically asked Mourinho about this because Mourinho coached them at Real. Yes. And they were saying, oh, what are you doing about, like, Ozil at Arsenal? And he went, my... My sole game in the oh, my sole aim in this game mm-hmm. is to make sure that Mesut Ozil does not run it. Yeah. And that's that, yeah. and that's all he said. Yeah. It's like I want to sure make sure that Mesut Ozil does not run this game. Yeah, and because he knew that if he did, he would lose. Exactly, because Rodgers did the same thing. It was the famous like five one win against you guys yeah. years ago in our in our season that mm-hmm. wasn't. And his tactical explanation of why he played such a narrow, and I mean a fucking narrow midfield four. It was like Joe Allen, Henderson, fucking Jay Spearing, whoever else was in that fucking team at the time was terrible. Yeah, they were practically being able to touch the back of each other's necks. Exactly. But the reason being, right, was to trap Ozil. 
mm-hmm. right? Because Ozil was the only outlet of the Arsenal team at the time. Like Wilshere and, and Arteta were in the team, obviously, but they weren't spraying balls as such. Oh, and because it's very defensive, exactly, and especially considering that now that there's two midfielders like Henderson and Allen, mm-hmm. whose sole job is to run everywhere, right? Like you've got a midfield screen, and behind them is Ozil. Right, mm-hmm. you can't get past Ozil. You can't get past these two when they're doing this pincer effect. Yeah. And Rogers was explaining it brilliantly. Like I think I don't know what the name of the website is, but they do YouTube ones, and they just get managers in to explain the tactics yeah. of the game, and it's brilliant. It's so good. It makes Alan Parsons. Is that similar sound. to that match uh, you tweeted me about? Yeah. Um, they got the USA and Dutch team. Yeah, and I was, was going to say this earlier on when you had Arsene Wenger talking to Klopp. Yeah. yeah. And they like what a conversation they had. Whereas mm. they had the FIFA got the Dutch. Um, manager and the USA manager in to talk about the World Cup final and what the tactics were on the day yeah. and like basically the Dutch was like well this was our idea it didn't work but I feel like this was our best plan. that was the correct answer you know? yeah 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 they said oh they switched Bloodworth to a different uh, yeah. flank because they're like because he's much better coming in on this foot mm. and we feel that the Americans were not as good coming in on this foot. But yeah, the guys, and, yeah, yeah. I was half yeah. expecting her to just go, look, we've got my team, I just get the ball to that bitch. And so, fucking score. so what I was going to say... She won't smile, but she'll score. So the reason I wanted to mention... <laughs> the reason I mentioned the Rodgers team was that, like, Rodgers targeted Ozil because, obviously, he was the fulcrum of that team. Mm-hmm. But because at the time, Ozil was uninstructed to defend his patch. In this team, he's yeah. defend, he's instructed to defend his patch. But not only that, right... So you have also defending his patch. If you're, I'm trying to like picture the team as which are kind of. You've got also pressing people. Exactly. So you have like your team. I think he was like, pressing Fred quite a lot. But any time he, he presses when a team when a player comes near him yes. as well, which I know is there's, there's a passage of play where he's got the ball, he's he's back is towards the the opposing goal, so he's going to try and turn and basically play a ball through to whoever's up front. So I think it was Fred who, or Matic who basically got the ball off him, right? And you're thinking, okay, Fred's going to like you know play off this now because Ozil's going to go back at the position. But no, what happens is Ozil chases after him, gets the ball back, turns and plays the ball. Yeah. And I've never seen Ozil do that in a long, long time. Now, I know you guys, as Arsenal fans, will say he does that quite regularly. You just don't notice. He doesn't really do that. But it's the instruction because the one thing about the Guardiola ball is the six-second rule. Can I you just have your zone, in? defend it. Yeah. If you don't get it back after six seconds, back into shape. Yeah. For Ozil, he has that instruction specifically. I'm sorry, Rachel. Mm-hmm. He has that specifically for his position and when he's on the ball. Yeah. If you have the ball and if you lose it within six seconds, get it back. Get it back, get it back, get it back. If not, run past the player and get into the defensive mold. And that's what Aubameyang and Pepe did as well. Yes. Which I noticed to great effect with Aubameyang. Oh, yeah, Aubameyang. Pepe, not so much. I think Aubameyang Aubameyang almost enjoys tracking back. Yeah. Because he can. Yeah. Because he has the pace to do it. Yeah. Because you're using the physical attributes of the team now to your advantage. Um, One of the things with Ozil, right, Uh, we both commented at the time, Mm -hmm. he chased down a ball that was, I think it was just flung out there by Guendouzi, I think. When he came on, mm-hmm. uh, or no, maybe it was Louise Sideshow Bob here. It was just kind of flung up forward just to kind of clear the pressure. And Wambasaka was on the ball, and also chased him down and got the ball and then continued running. Yeah, and <laughs> he played a shit pass. Well, he played a fantastic ball into Lacazette, but, but Lacazette, Lacazette didn't know, didn't realize, oh, wasn't expecting yeah. to run the, the cross ball thing. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, and he, he wasn't expecting it, and then he vomited the- blood. <laughs> You could see Laka going, I just didn't think you'd do that. Yeah. Like, that and then, literally... And then they go, like, sorry, man, I didn't realize you were going to do it. Like, I'm sorry. No, yeah. there, there was, he, he, he slouches down, he lets his arms hang, and he's like, I've done a very stupid thing there. 
Sorry. <laughs> but they were enjoying, but you see how they were enjoying themselves. And here's the yeah. thing. The one thing I've actually noticed from this ah, game... Enjoying themselves. You are seeking into that fucking yes. post-match. No, here's like the this. thing. Here's the thing. They were talking to each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lacazette was talking to Ozil. David Luiz, right? I know you guys... I know there's a kind of bit of conjecture about who the man of the match should be and maybe it should have been Torreira. No, maybe no, should have been. no, no. In all fairness, even the, the, man of the, match. Even the, Ar- the Arsenal, Arsenal's own fucking website... Overruled. ...said Torreira was man of the match. Arsenal themselves... I went. disagree. <gasps> no, no, I get why. I disagree. I get yeah. why, Louise. No, I, I'm not. I'm not he disagreeing. Had, yeah, he I'm had not his disagreeing. Best match as an Arsenal player. Yes. No, but the difference was right. He was commanding the defense. He uh, was doing the job that Van Dijk. Saka, sorry, we bought him in. Yeah. Saka came on for Klasnic. Now, there's, there's a story behind this where mm-hmm. Klasnic is not fit. Yes. He's not fit to play ninety minutes, but he made himself fit he declared to Arteta I oh yeah he said that. So I'm not, I'm not ready match, but I'm not ready but I'll play yes in the Chelsea match and Saka said as well yeah, yeah. Saka uh, got a dead leg in the last 20 minutes of the Chelsea match yeah which partially contributed to the second goal because mm-hmm. he wasn't able to track back uh, you know given that one of his legs wasn't yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was people were like well Kalashnitz has been out for three months he was ruled out originally for three months with his ankle injury mm. Uh but the, he was only here for three weeks, or like, if even. Um, Kalatinov said, look, I'm willing to do the job if you need me to do the job, but I won't be able to do a full 90 minutes. Yeah. Saka came on and immediately gave the ball away. So Kalatinov had kind of signalled, I need to come off, I need to come off, and had sat down on the pitch. There was a whole kind of Ferrari of uh, someone trying to pick him up. I can't remember who was trying to pick him up and bring, drag him off. Onto yeah. the oh, it was Fred. Yeah, Fred, Fred, yeah. Uh, Saka came on and immediately gave the ball away. Yeah. And you could see his head go down. And Louise made a point of running up to him, putting his arm around him and patting him and saying, come on, let's go Do you back. know what that is? That's fucking leadership. Mm. And it's that the one is thing something we haven't seen from him. Yeah. Like, we was brought in to replace Cashelli uh, for his leadership. Yes. Not as a defender. I know he was playing in the same position. Mm. But he wasn't... I don't think he was brought in, really, as a defender. I think no. he was brought in to be... This, to be the leadership. Yeah. Given that at the time, he wasn't even being fielded as a defender. He was being the fielded... Well, he was, he was, somebody, he was somebody who was... He was somebody who was considered to be his best position was actually as a DM. Which is... Actually, I would agree with that. No, no, no. I, I agree I, with I, that. I understand. I is, yeah. like, and I suppose you could swap him in for Guendouzi and no one would notice. No. <laughs> actually, to be honest with you, the amount of commentators... Yeah. I, and I watch, I watch primarily American streams, but they do have English commentators on it because Yankees don't know soccer. And Martin, Martin Tyler needs a job. Does <laughs> <laughs> Kelly uh, Smith do that? No. No. No, no unfortunately not. No. She'd be fucking good. She does work for American TV, but does, NBC. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. I unfortunately that's yeah. not the American one yeah. I watch. But yes, um, yeah, it's just he. I, no, I, I, I understand why Louise got officially the man of the match. Yeah. I understand. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with the qualities of it. I'm just simply saying, Torreira did a lot more. He, he deserves credit for the run, at, he, for, he, yeah, like, for the shift in, absolutely. To be, to be honest with you, like, at he one was, point he was injured. Yes. And because Kalasanac had to go off. Yeah, he stayed he on. Yeah. He stayed on and played a blinder. Yeah. And, and the last Lacazette, 20 minutes. Then Lacazette. Then Lacazette went off. And like, literally Torreira was about to be subbed off because he had just done... He'd That's right, yeah. Holding a talk there. Excuse me, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Holding it togged out, holding it actually taking off everything. Yeah, he was waiting to come on. And yeah. he was warming up. Yeah. 
with and a view to coming on for Terrera and then Lacazette was like no no, no yeah. I need to come off I yes. need to come off like if you, if you watch like my Facebook messenger it does it actually seems like I wasn't really watching the match because <laughs> I'm just reporting on what I'm seeing mm. and it's like oh Holding's about to come on because when they see a player talking out, like yeah, yeah he's, that's that's he, what's he's, he's yeah. coming on, he's coming on, and then you see fucking like <laughs> you see him coming on. I was like, what, what, what? Neil, are you watching this match? You're just making this shit <laughs> you up. Sure, yeah. I was like, no, seriously, I saw him talk out. Um, so but yeah, making films out of me. But the big, the best, the best part about it, the reason why he was one of the match is the post match interview. Yeah, I would admit get the if they if they gave him the man of the match interview, if they gave him the man of the match award. For the post-match interview, I would agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> because it is up there. With the, Take it away, Rachel. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, it, it's uh, Socrates and Louise yep. are uh, being interviewed post-match. Uh, both of them heavily out of breath. Oh, they're fucking Knackered. Fucking wrecked. wrecked. And they kind of clarify why they were so fucking wrecked. <laughs> and they fucked Emery under the bus. Deservedly. <laughs> like reading between the lines doesn't even work need no, to be worked no, here no, it, was it was so unsubtle it was so like blatant that they were like they weren't even trying to disguise the fact that they were throwing one of the bus no. it wasn't like a yeah, discreet trip as they was walking along we were the saying we were saying this on Twitter that like they had to keep a, a lot of the heavy breathing you might take or they're just out of breath but we were like no, no. they were thinking <laughs> no this is like, a no I need to stop myself need yes, to stop myself there was no, like no, a no. real kind it's, of it's like don't talk about your ex don't talk about your ex yeah. don't talk about your ex <laughs> Um, but yeah, no. It uh, basically they said that uh, look, the passing we are playing good passing. People are enjoying playing. Mm. Uh, you know, the first fo- half. Socrates then with the line of the year. <laughs> the fun is back, yeah. Mister Stony Faced Grumpy Pants. Yeah, Socrates, the man who didn't even smile when he scored a goal. He literally. He did not smile when he scored a goal. He scored the second goal. He didn't smile. He just screamed into the face of the smallest guy on the pitch, (laughs) and then bear hugged him. Yeah. To the point where he could envelop. uh, There's a a brilliant fucking photos there, like everybody and like the Arsenal team are like, yeah, like that. And poor Torreira isn't doing that because he's being buried. (laughs) (laughs) He is. He has somehow managed to go. I'm gonna run up and jump into Socrates. The largest man on the fucking pitch. Um, but he, yeah. Socrates. He's not is, even up to his nipple at one point. No. Uh, Socrates is <laughs> smiling and he's saying, like, it's oh, we're enjoying it. football. The fun is back. And I was like, this guy doesn't know what fun is. Like, how can you know? And then or at least like, we don't think he knows how um, fun is. But yeah, then, like, Louise was like, oh, look, we know there's a lot to do. Like, we, like honestly, we don't have the fitness. Mm. Yeah, no, that, And it was that, just like. That was it. <sighs> Boom! Like, like the, that, a lot that of people was give out about post match, post match analysis or post match interviews. Sorry, like that where they have um, players coming on and they are media trained and they are told, yeah, this is what you need to say. This is how you say it. There was none of that there. No. There was pure no. like, we're not fit enough because the last few months have been fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. no, and, and just ah, oh, just no. It was that line. Yeah. It was that line, and I I watched that in real time and talked. <laughs> he actually said that. This no, is the thing. No, he's actually he's actually said. <laughs> they, they had cameras. I know they had a camera on him because I'm watching the camera. I can see it. I can see. I, I'm, I'm there. I, like, I can watch it. What? What the fuck? It's so refreshing to see that in the men's game yeah. because, like, you they are so media trained and they are so. Whereas this was just none of that. This is no, pure no. emotion. 
Yeah. Because you could even, see that, that what they had done had worked. It's even after that, that as well. That was it. Even after that as well. And even other commentators, because I was watching other YouTube videos of like matches day and other commentaries, and all of them were like, Jesus Christ, we need we, we need to get, well, obviously they didn't say that, but they were like, <laughs> we, we need to get more match post-match interviews from David Louise because that was brilliant. Yeah, give him a match just to You know, and I didn't even yeah. say that. Like, so, so David, uh, anything you like about you know, yeah. Absolutely. But there was a... There was a <laughs> But I will admit it was this. If anything, this match gave us other than hope, mm. which is the killer of all. A massive erections. Yes. And well, massive erections. <laughs> um, it was the still image a half time of Ryan Giggs sat next to. Oh, with Righty. <laughs> <laughs> Just Righty go. Yeah. Now Righty has that Righty grin. Yes. yes. You know that Righty grin, and he sat next to Ryan Giggs, who's just heard. Key turn in his brother's front door, <laughs> <laughs> and he's not even finished yet. <laughs> oh, loyalty! And that is it, you know. And it's just ah, I I know it's, it's not even it, that can't be out of context. No, because I wasn't saying match. It's just brilliant, yeah. and I love that. But like, this is it. This is our title. Th- this yeah. was cohesive play, cohesive passing, cohesive defending. It's just cohesiveness. It's like they understood team. what they needed to do. Playing as a team. Yeah. Simple as. No, the team. The team are starting to play with shape. But mm. team playing to the strengths of the individuals as well. Even brilliant. Actually, yes. Sorry, especially James with, with Bamiang and Pepe. Yes. In fact, no. James McNichols. Actually, I'll say because <coughs> I'll I'll lean away from a Bamiang and uh, Pepe. Oh, sorry, Pepe. Yeah. And I will, because he got into this, and he said one of the best things he was looking at how the team set up was emphasizing the weaknesses of players to mm. and basically getting away with them and just reinforcing the strengths. So he's like, with the front five system that they've got going on, yeah, which is all about emphasizing Herbert Chapman's front five. Mm-hmm. Mm. We're going back to Chapman shit. <laughs> so the good shit. You've got a you've got a left back with Kalasnach. He yeah. is easily your best left back, and he is really only good attacking. So what do you do? You let him attack. Yeah, you're so practically playing him in midfield. Yeah. Pretty much. However, you've got a midfielder, Jaka, not really that good getting into the midfield tussle. Mm-hmm. Can't really hack it in there when he's only one or two seconds to think about it. Needs about three or four. Yeah. Just throw him in that area. So to... what do you do? Oh well, you if I pull Jaka back. Mm. And I let Kalasnach go forward because they play on the same side of the pitch because they're both left footers. Yeah. I can have Xhaka cover the area yeah. that Kalasnach leaves behind. It's it's isn't the logical. Thereby, yeah. I've it's like, not only cancelled out two of the main weaknesses yeah. of my players, I've used them as strengths. But so it's, and isn't is it mad? Unbelievable thinking. Isn't it mad how, like, just literally just having a team and knowing what the strengths and weaknesses are and compensating for the, each one? That is now such a novel concept because Chelsea have done the exact same thing. Yeah, because Chelsea, their main problem was Sarri Ball last season. They didn't like the system. They didn't like the way he was setting up teams. And they said, like, oh, we're not playing to our strengths. Lampard, all he's literally doing is putting out a team and playing to their strengths. Yeah. That's, that's exactly You're playing a back three because he's not got na- any natural defenders out of a two. Yeah. You've got the three there and they're all the same defender. That, that's, and that's exactly what Arteta has done. Yeah. He's coming to the team and he's playing. Like, just putting Torreira at defensive midfield. Torreira yeah. was loving it. Yeah. He's absolutely, he's, he had a ball. He absolutely cleaned up Because that's what he likes like. doing. He likes being a scrappy little fucker. And also, because Jack has got him alongside him, he's like, I've got time on the ball. Because and he doesn't have to do any fucking tackling. And also, Jack has the last, the, yes. last, the last two or three games, Jack has been brilliant. Mm-hmm. He has been really brilliant. 
the passes he sprayed out, particularly in the Manchester United game, the passes he sprayed out were fucking incredible. Yeah. There's a good couple of loaded. There's like a load of like sixty yard cross balls mm. to fucking. Um, Which you're picking off us as well. Fairness. Yeah. And it's just brilliant. But like he's he's spotting players that are in such space that he can hit the ball 50, 60 yards. Yeah. And even when the ball gets to them, the other guys not pick them up. Now, granted, a lot of this needs to be tempered with mm. the fact that Manchester United were quite bad. Yeah, you were basically playing against training dummies for the most part. Well, but in, in the midfield, at least. In the case of Luke Dominic. Arsenal Simpsons fan had a, a gif of was like oh Luke Shaw trying to catch up with Pepe yeah, and it's yeah. a scene of Bart running down the stairs with Homer <laughs> rolling after him uh, don't make me run on full of chocolate it's, it's that, no to be honest with you I know it sounds a bit insulting you don't want to go into body shaming other players but then again when you consider that Luke Shaw has been a professional athlete for the last how many years I would go that far six or seven years no well he's been employed he's been okay, paid he's paid to he's be been a professional paid athlete. to be a professional athlete but my god he looked heavy but he's that game. he's been heavy since he joined United he looked yeah. so heavy like I I looked at him and I was like oh especially man. now when a have you been hitting the rustlers burgers again pal yeah he looked Look, chunky like I, I still maintain well, I suppose if he's up against like stick figure pe- Pepe it's always kind of but that's the thing that. but like, it's not even the contrast but not, but not even yeah. that like you look at like Traore we mentioned Traore Traore's built like a fucking tank I'd say Traore weighs more than Shaw does mm. but who's the athlete out of those two yeah it's Traore yeah now somehow I, I actually mentioned this in the previous podcast I read an interview with him and he says that he doesn't do weights which yeah. I don't believe for a fucking yeah. second no I, I, actually, I, I, I actually think he could be right the guy is I, built, no the guy is like Fucking jacked. I, I, my, my case again, and my case for if he's, not, is, if he's, not, if he's not his weight, he's definitely, he definitely needs to be piss tested because he is on some shit. No, no, I, I, I whatever I, he's on, I want some. Yeah, I want him to con- I give me what he's on. I'd say he's exactly the same as Brock Lesnar, just genetically better at building mass. It's just genetic, like he could wake up in the morning and go, oh. I've got lax. I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like exactly. Lesnar has been found. Like they, they checked Lesnar. No, he is actually he, he is, is genetically. Lesnar is a genetic freak. Yes, right. I think Traoré is the same. His his muscle de- his muscle density is just off the charts. Like, yeah, like he's got geneticists looking and going, like their yeah. cells shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, it's actually dangerous. Like <laughs> yeah. anyway, we'll have a quick scan of this at the. Uh, our setup ball is here to stay, and we love it. Yes, let's see how you get on with the next few weeks. Woo! Actually, it's going to be great because your FA Cup tie is Atleta Ball versus Bielsa Ball. Yeah. That is yeah. beautiful. Feeds, we're going to get Ninketia back just to play him oh, against yes, actually, yeah, because Arteta is now reviewing every single loan that we've got. Yep. And I reckon we'll have Ninketia back. Well, you already do. But oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Right. Well, I think he's going back out again, though. Yeah, he's going to Bristol. Bristol, yeah. Bristol. Bristol. I would love for us to just hold on to him. Play just for one game, games. yeah. Just one game. And then send him off to Bristol. Yeah. But the grand irony would be like if Bamford finally scored a goal or something oh, like that. Imagine he went to Bournemouth and saved them. Ooh. Nah, these wouldn't be his degree. I, I don't think like I don't. You definitely have a lot of work to do at Bournemouth. You yeah. definitely get as match fitness. Yeah, exactly. Now Bournemouth, Bournemouth needs shit houses. They need like they need a culture change. They need to be able to get people in who know how to get the job done. No offense to Nketiah, but he's a youngster. That's not his way. No, he's like this wayfish, incredibly highly talented striker. Yeah. That's not what Bournemouth Because like, Yeah, exactly. Because we're Bournemouth doing... needs somebody who'll kick in a door and go, listen, you cunts. Yeah. You'll fucking play. Exactly. Bang. Yeah. Exactly. Because we're doing the same thing with Brewster. Like, we're we're handpicking his loan club and we're saying it's either Swansea or Leeds. And oh, no, no, Swansea. no. Arsenal have this, like... Yeah. We're doing the same... We've got Classically complex yeah. system. Oh, we're on, the same, we're on the same wavelength with that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so the league table, as it stands after 21 match days, um, Norwich on 14, stranded. Yeah. Pretty much. 
Death um, Stranded. Yeah, Death Stranded, yeah, with less Hideo Kojima. <laughs> well, although to be fair, I'd love to see Hideo Kojima manage a football team. That will be some postmodern shit right there. He would actually feel the shape in you. He would, yeah. <laughs> and we would fucking love it. Hi, it totally would be genius. Would it would be jump. genius. I would watch that shit. <laughs> Uh, uh, Watford are uh, 19th on 19 points they have like pretty much doubled trebled their fucking points tally for the season the bottom uh, Norwich no sorry Watford were at the bottom but now they're not anymore they were bottom since the start of the season but now since Ninja's in boom return of the Mac lad Uh, Bournemouth Bournemouth are now in the bottom three I'm getting there we're getting there because Villa's uh, 17th with like five players injured so they're in trouble West Ham, finish injured. Twenty-two points, um, out of trouble. <laughs> you can stop them. Um, Brighton and Burnley are on twenty-four points, uh, fourteen to fifteen. Newcastle, thirteenth, still doing well, but they're fucked. Um, Southampton up to twelfth. Jesus Christ! They were in the bottom three yeah. like last month, and then Danny Ings happened. We had we had pretty much written them off as well. Yeah, we had said they were going to. Well, I had. No, oh, I definitely had it. Mm. Yeah, Everton are eleven. I may have said it, but it's the drinking we do on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. You say things. You drink, you drink, and you say things. Um, so Southampton there joined on points with Newcastle and Everton, all separate of a goal difference. Arsenal are now in the top ten. Well, time to be alive. And thanks to Palace, we're not the only ones in the top ten with a negative goal difference. Yes, yes. Well, it's time to be alive. Minus two, is it? Uh, yeah. Palace have minus four. So, well, no, no, yeah, we've minus two. Yeah, yeah. We, we had minus four before we stomped Manchester United. Yes, exactly. Um, Palace um, Palace have a perfectly symmetrical seven wins, seven draws, and seven losses. If that's oh. not Roy Hodgson football, I don't know what is. <laughs> I like um, the number seven. I like, I like seven. Seven's what? a lovely goal. Yeah, lovely number. <laughs> Paul Konchesky. Um, so you've got nine plays down there. That's where they are. Sheffield United are eighth with 29. Mm-hmm. This is the scramble for Champions League football, by the way. Because um, I guess you can include Arsenal in this now. Uh, Wolves are on 30, joint with Spurs, who are also on 30, separated by goal difference. United are 5th on 31. Then you've got Chelsea, who are in 4th place on 36. City on 44. Leicester on 45. And Liverpool on 58. Yep. We're winning the league. Yep, pretty yep. much. You've I'm got fi- now. You've got 58 from we've, 60. Time, time's up, lads. We're, you know, we've, we've won it. You've got 58 won from 60, and yeah. unbelievably, the two that you've dropped have been against. United. United. <laughs> so our next games the are... The fact that she here haven't... This season, haven't we been the only team to beat out of the top, the traditional top six? We've been the only team to beat them. Beat United, United. yes. Yeah. yeah, that's a correct answer, yeah. Fuck me. Out of the top six, you're it's the only team. fucked the season. Yes. <laughs> they bet City. <laughs> <laughs> and then we they beat drew the two. with Liverpool. And we absolutely drilled them to yeah. nil. And our, our next... Who's um, fucking directing this league, David Lynch? Oh, it, it's... <laughs> I think it's a day of Kojima. Kojima oh, will tell you wrong this man. Yeah. They gotta be tagged. David Byrne from the Talking Heads. Ooh, yeah. Could be could be anything at this stage. Anyway, uh we've gone well over time, but that by the way. We'll so, cut it there and do a second one. Yes, I think we'll cut it there and do a second one. We'll do our, our quick segments there. Uh Go for it. everyone get the refreshments. We'll be back with Var Wars. Beep, beep. 